The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. I'm Rob. He's Ryan. Stop me if you've heard this before. It it's exhausting. It's exhausting being a fan of this hockey team, man. It's exhausting. Well, especially if you're someone who has to cover the team or chooses to cover the team and decide to do multiple episodes a week. I don't know how people talk about this hockey team every day. Well, and that's why, you know, I, people get on the media a lot and it's like, it's hard, man. You and I typically do one show a week and like, it's hard. We're yeah. even on a weekly basis. We're sitting here going, what are we going to talk about? Well, you kind of sound like an idiot sometimes too. It's like, yeah, like we were, we were riding pretty high, like giving them praise because they finally went out and played a good game. And then just one game later and you're just back to where you were before. And it's just like, it's hard to keep a consistent opinion on this team. Like one game kind of cloud your vision good or bad and then you have to come back after the next game and kind of reverse everything you said the episode before this team right now the temperature in Leafs nation is as such where you've got eternal optimists waging war against eternal pessimists and the answer is somewhere in the middle and if I'm going to take a look at this team right now and I'm going to diagnose the issues it's to me it's it's one glaring there's there's a few issues but there's one like glaring main issue the the top line isn't producing and when the top line's not producing it exposes their bottom six and they don't have a very good bottom six i think that's their number one problem right there is they just have no depth man their depth is just gone like remember when tavares first signed here and they had matthews kadri tavares like, how do they not win anything with that? That's and now we have we have Kerfoot. Like, no offense Pierre to Alex. Ker- yeah, no offense to Alex Kerfoot. He's, he's a fine hockey player, but just the depth on this team is gone. It's gone. And it's just, it's if the first line was producing, and like I'm not gonna not like Austin Matthews is just snake bit. I'm not gonna sit here and say Austin Matthews is playing poorly. He's not. He's snake bit. Michael Bunting, on the other hand, I think is coming back down to earth. He was he was a pest in the Winnipeg game, but I thought against Vegas, he was kind of nowhere to be found. Marner's back to trying to do a million things at once every time he's on the ice. And it's just, yeah, it's exposing. It's exposing. You're right. The lack of depth. And I think there's a lot of people searching for answers. And one of the answers that I, I'm seeing is like, is is the message. There's a clip from the game last night of Sheldon Keefe losing his mind on the bench. And he's like, skate, we got to F and skate. And a lot of people are like, I'll like, this is, there's a coach who knows that his message is like, is like wearing thin. Yeah. Where are you on that? I'm kind of, I'm kind of throwing my hands up in the air when it comes to, when it comes to coaches in this league and coaches you can hire. It's who are you going to hire? That's going to come in here and get their message across. Barry Trotz. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're right. <laughs> You're not wrong there. It's not. A, that's actually the best answer you could you could think of. But it's 
That's uh, not going to happen, though. For the That's record, not happening. For the record, I'm not a, a, a fan of firing Sheldon Keefe because I think it lets these players off the hook. Yeah, I just don't. I think it's just more than the coach at this point. It's just. It's everything. It's the team. It's the it's the lack of depth. It's when top guys aren't producing, then exactly what you said. It just shows that there's no one there to save them. There's no scoring depth. There's no help at all. Who who's good? Who's who's a third liner who's gonna have a good year? Well, and the second line's been pretty good, but your second line's yeah. been unbelievable. Yes, but beyond that, yeah, you're right. I don't I don't know. Um it's just, I don't want to get it. Like, I'm not going to read too much into this last game. I, I just think they went to Vegas. Vegas looks like they're a pretty decent hockey team this year. They got outworked. They got outplayed. I think games like that are going to happen. It's just, it's just when we, when they lose, what are we going to look at? We got to look at something and it's the lack of scoring depth for me. But it comes back to like my philosophical meltdowns I've been having on the pod in the last couple of weeks is, it's another game where they, they started all... They looked like shit at the start of all three periods in Vegas. And it's like, why aren't you... Like, do you buy into, like, that's coaching? I don't think it's... I, I just think it's impossible for it to be just coaching. I think when Mike Babcock was at the end of his run and, and it was just like, this is over. I think at that point, when a coach is that overdue to be fired, then it's... Then it's like, okay, like maybe it's time to switch up the message. But I just don't think if you're already tuning out, tuning out Sheldon Keefe, it's just maybe, maybe it's a, a team problem. Well, you know? and that's, that's exactly my point. It's like you're, if you fire Sheldon Keefe, you're letting these guys off the hook. And for the record, I don't think Kyle Dubas is going to fire Sheldon Keefe. Absolutely not. They're, I, they're going down together. Yeah, man. those two guys are joined at the hip. They're, they're business partners, associates, if you will. They're not the he's he's not firing Sheldon Keefe. It's not happening. No. So you know what you know what pisses me off though is I, I'm I'm kind of done with giving Marner and Matthews a free pass slash snake bit card here. I'm looking at the NHL uh, stats right now. Who who's up there? Who's up there right? What team is not having that good of a year right now? The Edmonton Oilers. Who who's who's on top of the leaderboard in points? McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. No matter how bad that team is playing, those two are producing no matter what. Having big games or consistently getting points every night. I, I These two guys are supposed to be the top players in the league. And I know Austin might be hurt, but like, if you want to get paid and get treated like top players in this league, you can't be snake bitten to start the season. You have to be that damn good to produce every single night. I don't care. I, I'm kind of, I don't want to give them an excuse. I'm not saying they're bad hockey players and I get it. Guys go through spells, but it's just, I don't know, man. Like you go through some of these names at the top of the leaderboard. And it's just like these guys, these guys always produce. They always have points. They're always getting points. No matter what, when does Connor McDavid ever go through a stretch where he doesn't get points or he doesn't score or like, it's just you rarely, know? rarely. It's just, like, I, I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't think these guys should get any excuses in a way. It's just like, if you want to be top players and sign big boy money contracts and lead this team to the promised land, you can't, you can't be snake bitten. You got to be better, man. No, I think, I think, yeah. You got to play better. You got to score. Yeah. If you're that damn good, you could score in this league. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I just don't think I, I'm kind of getting sick of like, oh, Austin Matthews will figure it out. I, he will figure it out, but I'm getting like, I'm looking at my watch being like, I'm ready. Seven I'm games, ready right now. Seven games in. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But like, like when he has one goal that I'm, I don't even think he touched. 
I, I still watch that replay. I don't think he even touched that puck. Like William Nylander has been by far, by far their best player, their most dangerous player by far in all facets, shooting the puck, attacking the puck, rushing it into the ozone. It's just, it's not even close. Uh, to me, when I look at the, the the star players, one thing we didn't touch on uh, our episode, our last episode, was um, Sheldon Keefe's elite player comments and then walking them back. And the speculation... Oh, that was embarrassing. And the speculation that it was the star players who sort of took him to task. I don't think that's what happened. I think it was a PR blunder all the way around from everyone involved. Stupid. So, but... The point I'm trying to make and bring that up is the temperature around this team, as I said off the top, is at an all-time high. It's to the point that, like, people are having existential crises, crises every time this team loses a game. And it's because the frustration from six straight years of, of getting eliminated in the first round is just carried over and boiled over and people have had enough. And when I look at the Matthews and Marner in particular, I see those two guys are really wearing that. They look like they're feeling the pressure of, of a pissed off fan base. And it, it worries me because you gotta, you gotta rise above that. Like you look, you just mentioned McDavid. I always look at like McDavid's still like a quote unquote younger guy. I look at a guy like Sidney Crosby and like Austin Matthews wants to be in the, and Mitch Marner, too, wants to be in the same conversation as a Crosby, a McKinnon, or whatever. Those guys, like, they just... Nothing is going to get in those guys' way. Nothing is going to get in their head. Nothing is going to stop them from being elite players. And when you go through a situation like what happened with Sheldon Keefe walking his comments back, it's like, guys, what are we doing? It's just It just projects... Like, I understand why you all couldn't have gotten a room and said, "Hey, guys, I said what I said. Let's put let's put it behind us. Let's You know what should happen is Marner and Matthews should go out there and go it, in in fairness, it wasn't Matthews, it was Mitch Marner who was like, "Yeah, he uh he spoke to us and he told us that's not exactly what he meant." It's like, "No, Mitch. You know what Sidney Crosby would say? He would look at the reporter and go, "Yeah, we haven't been very good. He's right. We need to pick it up." And it's like, "Do you do you think my do you think Daryl Sutter is walking back comments ever?" It's no. just, it's like people get so offended when, when people point at the Leaf organization and players and management ever and go soft, soft, soft. But it's like that type of stuff is soft. It's soft. It's so soft. Yes. That was weird, man. It was <laughs> that weird. That was a weird situation. And it's just, it's just, there's this, there's this like, mentality. What was that? I don't know, but there's this mentality that they sort of walk around with, with like, us against the world and everyone's so mean to us. It's like, you haven't won a goddamn thing. Just play better. Yes. You have to score, man. Like, if you're a top player, you got to score. La like, against Vegas, Phil Kessel scores a goal, and then they get a gift. They call it back. He's offside. Goal is a race. Nothing, nothing. What do they do in the very next shift? They go out and they give up a goal yeah. and hang Elias Samsonov out to dry. It's... That is why people are angry. That is what people have had enough of. It's this inconsistent efforts from shift to shift to shift. If you go out there and you're snake bit and the pucks aren't going your way, the bounces aren't going your way, I think people rational... There's always going to be idiots, right? There's always going to be idiots who, who just want to be negative. But I think 
if, if you just have things not break your way, most people will look at the situation and go, you know what? They, they've been pretty snake bit to start this season. It hasn't gone their way. But when you start all three periods in Vegas, like just not engaged and not ready to go, we've seen too much of that. We're tired of it. Enough. Enough. Yeah, no, you honestly, man, you could, I can't say it any better than that. It's just, it's frustrating. And I don't, like, it's it's just, yeah, it's us against the world. But, like, <laughs> I know, I know. For why? Why is it you against the world? Be a but, man. But I like, think, suck it up. But like, honestly, though, Ryan, I think, I think Brian Hayes ha has been talking about this on TSN Radio the last couple of days, and I agree with him. Dubis and Shanahan and Keith by extension have sort of fostered this like player friendly player protection environment. And it makes sense because today's modern day athlete is pretty like the days of Mike Keenan are over like torts. The reason why torts is such, so such a novelty is because his style of coaching is not really what you see in pro sports anymore. Yeah. So they fostered this like player friendly environment and I get it. It's it's players want to be in that sort of environment where they feel supported, but we sort of crossed over now where it's like borderline. I just never imagine a scenario where Daryl Sutter calls out his star players and then comes out the next day and goes, um, that's actually not what I meant. What I meant to say was like Daryl Sutter would just look at them and go, yeah, what's the problem? Like what? And it's just that type of stuff is what people have had enough of. It's just like this, 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 like when I, we have these conversations, the main thing that comes up in my mind is that everybody needs to be fired. The general manager needs to be fired. Like if we're having these conversations, this isn't winning conversation. No, this is implosion 18 wheeler conversation. I don't think they're there yet, but I do think that they, it's, like, come on. We're playing hockey here, boys. Like, you're good hockey players. You've shown it in the past. Like, I don't care if the if you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Who cares, yeah. man? The, yeah. Like, at the end of the day, they hold the fan base in the palm of their hand. If these guys leave, we're done. Yeah. This team goes back to irrelevancy and, and is a joke. Like, they need to wake this up and realize is that. over. Yeah, they need to wake up and realize that this whole fan base might be like giving them putting pressure on them, but at the end of the day, they have us in the palm are, of their hands, are they man. Really though, man. No, like, it, it's just, look what's dude, happening. These guys in aren't Vancouver. playing. These guys aren't playing well, man. It's just yeah, as simple exactly. as that. Like, like, look, Suck look what's it up, happening. Play better. Look what's happening in Vancouver. People are burning jerseys and throwing jerseys on the ice. Look at like, say what you want about him as a person and his personal choices on and off the field. Aaron Rodgers has won back-to-back -back MVPs in the National Football League. The Packers have lost three games in a row. People are ready to run him out of town. People are calling in on Green Bay radio stations saying, start Jordan Love. Like, yeah. You guys don't have it that hard. You really don't. But I think that they've... I worry about this environment that Kyle Dubas has kind of fostered. And I'm a Dubas guy. I feel compelled to say this every time because there's going to be somebody in the... We had a guy on our TikTok um, a couple days ago be like, Oh, I guess everyone's a hockey expert now. What uh, what level of hockey did you guys play at? And it's like, so I always feel the need to preface by saying I've been, for the most part, a Kyle Dubas supporter. He's made some brutal trades and some questionable decisions, but I've been a Kyle Dubas supporter. But I look at this this environment, this, and it's just, 
It's like they don't understand. They don't get that, like, you guys haven't gotten the job done. So you're not afforded the benefit of the doubt. When you know show, most teams, this is another thing that drives me nuts when people, the 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 um super optimists, the eternal optimists, oh, every other team in the league has games and nights where they take off. And it's like, yes, but this team has done it for years. And then they get into the playoffs and they choke. So it's like, you've lost the benefit of the doubt. It's not available to you anymore. When you no-show a game and you look disinterested, people are going to be pissed off. And I also hate the people who who try to tell me how good someone's playing when they're not producing any results. Oh, there's a few guys on. There's a like few that's, guys. That's just, at the end of the day, man, like, you, you don't win heart trophies by by showing that you've been in the middle of the ice. You've, you know, you haven't scored, but you know, you've had a, gr- a lot of opportunities. So here's the hard trophy. Well, and like, like you I know, s- like this is like, I, I don't get that argument. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's results, man. Like I, I get that maybe the way you look at it, he he's going into the good areas of the ice, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Well, you, you don't, you don't go to the hall of fame because you're, you're putting yourselves in good positions on the ice, but not getting results. Well, I just don't and that's get where that. the, that's where the I, I'm, I'm you and I aren't anti numbers and anti stats. We never I'm a have bit been anti numbers and anti stats. I'm be anti, no, no, I'm anti numbers and anti stats. When you start telling me that a loss is actually a win. That's uh, yeah, when you exactly. lose. Me. Like I, yes. I, I respect that. That's the way you want to look at hockey, but I'm sorry. I completely disagree with it. I, I completely disagree. No one's ever won a thing by a metric showing that you've been in the middle of the ice a lot. Like what, what the hell does that mean? The most important stat is a W or an L. Yeah. Like period. it's just, I, I, period. I, I don't care. And you like, can't, you can't, I know it's, I know, I know that you love, I know that this team has a lot of highly rated Pokemon, but if they don't win games, it doesn't matter. And there's something wrong here. And when they, when we have several games now this season where they just don't look interested in playing, like the start of the third period last night, it didn't look like there was a leaf out on the ice. I'm kind of getting sick and tired of like tiptoeing around opinions on this podcast. Like I, I, I just don't like people who who throw analytics in your face. I, I'm tired of being like, yeah, I get it. No, I shut up. And that guy on TikTok that pissed me off. What, 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 what? Would you go to the O? Like out of boy, did you blow your hip out so you didn't make it to the show? Like, shut up, you loser. I just, I just think, I just think. Like, it's just annoying. It's just, I, okay. Like again, if you want to look like William Nylander, the numbers show that William Nylander is one of the best guys entering the zone in the league. That's, that's a great number because he is. And he's, and he's been their most effective forward. You know what makes it better when he actually scores? Like I said, where you lose me is the Leafs have a record of four and three but you use numbers and bend them in such a way where you're you're like, well, if you look at it this way, they're actually seven and zero, oh. and it's like, no, they're not. They're four and three, which is kind of how this team's been built. Yes, and it's, and it's failed. That's what that's what pisses me off too. Is this the way this team's been built, and and the way the general manager looks at the team, and the way he thinks about hockey is the has led right into the way these people think about hockey. And like, it's just, it's a loser's mentality. And that's why opinion. they're so, that's why they're so hell bent on not having him get fired because he's Kyle Dubas is the champion of the numbers crowd and they don't want him. And I don't think Sheldon Keefe is, I think Sheldon Keefe 
wanted Wayne Simmons in the lineup and wanted and listen, Wayne Simmons, he was he was a he was good. I'm of the opinion isn't that isn't it really about Wayne Simmons, you know? It's just No, no, but it like the, they make it about that. They make it about yeah. tough guys versus non-tough guys and I do think Wayne Simmons was good in Winnipeg. He was not great in Vegas. And I really don't think Kyle Clifford can play in the National Hockey League. Here's why old school Leaf fans like Wayne Simmons. Uh, uh, It's simple. It has nothing to do with anything other than when somebody throws a dirty hit in a game, it makes older Leaf fans feel better that there's a guy on their team who can actually do something about it. That's all it is. It's as simple as that. It's, it's an old school mentality that if someone gets run and this game gets chippy, we're going to have somebody who, who can do something about it. Will he do something about it? I don't know. But it just makes people feel better that there's somebody other team that could do something about it. That's it. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. This is, this is, the, this is Pierre Engvall going into the corner last night. Watch the puck go into the corner and watch Pierre Engvall go after him. Yeah, it's just like, like, like yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, like, just... like that's that's the type of stuff, and that's like Simmons would have finished his check there. And to his credit, Matthews has been a guy who's been finishing his checks a it, lot. It's this just year. not about like I know the tough the toughness debate's a different argument. It's a different conversation to me. It's just like I, I know I know these guys are doing good things according to the way you look at hockey, but I'm sorry, like they they're they're not producing. It's what it's about. Show me the money, baby. Like like produce. I don't care about all I like. Oh my god! Like, what was the tweet you sent me that one time? What, what, what was it again? It was very. It, it was, was very like, much. It was like, like technically Austin Matthews has been the best player in the NHL this year. It's like, well, shut <laughs> up, man! Like, what are you talking well, about? And, but like, if if he, I, I'm not really. I'm not willing to go all the way in on Matthews. I think he has played well, and I think he is snake bit. And I think had he had some of these gone in for them, I think the Leafs' record is a five and two potential I, six I, and one. I, I get both sides of it. That's the thing that sucks. It's like, I get, like, I've played sports. I've played with guys who are in professional leagues right now. I know sometimes you're snake bitten. I know sometimes good players are snake bitten, but I'm, I'm sorry. Like, we're staring down the barrel of a $15 million contract. You can't be snake bitten when you're trying to make that kind of cake and the rest of your team is suffering because nobody can, we can't dole out money to make this team better. So if you're going to take up that much space and demand that much respect, I don't care. You can't be snake bitten. Well, you can't, this team cannot win while you're snake bitten. I know it happens, but at the end of the day, it's just this is how I see it. If you don't, if you have to produce, I don't care. There's no excuse if that's the way it's going to be. Well, if you're gonna talk, if you're gonna talk about um, the like Leafs being able to dole out money, it's Jake Muzzin's future as a Maple Leaf is is up in the air, and he currently is sitting at a cap hit of. Where is he? It's 5.7. Yeah, 5.625. Five, uh, so he might retire. And if you get that's that's five and a half million that you have to play with. And I, I don't want it, I don't want anyone to you gotta be so careful this day yeah, and age. Yeah, yeah. It's a that's, you that's gotta a be touchy subject, Yeah, you gotta but. be so careful this day and age because someone's gonna see this and be like, these guys on the Talking Buds Leaf show were saying they hope Jake Muzzin retires. What a couple of insensitive assholes. No, I'm just saying, even if you put him on long term IR and did a Kucherov situation and acted activated him in the playoffs, that's five point six two five you can play with. 
another thing about this team too, it's just like the, who, who have they, I know drafting and developing players in hockey is, is more sparse than, than other sports because of just the roster sizes. But it's just like, who, where's like the studs, man? Like there's just, they have no studs. They got nobody coming. Their defense is just like, there's nothing exciting Justin about Hull it. Again. Like it's Justin just whole again. That's like falling down on a, yeah, on an just, odd man rush, putting another beauty tape to it's tape. Just like every time I, a, every time I hear about a, a hockey team, like, like the Red Wings or or even the, the Canadians new defenseman who beat the living hell out of Zach Cassian, which was goat. But like who where are those guys? Like, you know, let's just they, they don't have they don't, they don't have, have them. It's just they like they got money their, for those guys. They have their top players, and the top players rule the world. And when they don't play well, this team goes to shit. And when they don't play well, they're gonna get criticized. And if they're gonna cry about it, then this isn't working. And when your management lets it happen and fosters, like what you just said, this whole environment, disaster. Yeah, it's not. I, can, I, don't, I don't know about disaster, yeah. but it's not. It's not a good formula for long term success. It, it's just for me. It's 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 a the concerning thing for me is just this sort of lack of accountability in the sense that like you guys you haven't accomplished anything and the fan base is upset. And I'm not saying that that they need to go in front of the microphone every every second and apologize for everything. If anything, they should they should continue to. It's just drop this attitude. I want to see. I want. I would love to see them come out and say f the fans. We're just gonna go out and prove it ourselves. Yes, let's go. Yeah, down. Yeah, f. I'll go f myself. I don't care. Like, go play better. Yep. I don't care. I don't care if they think I'm an idiot or what. I I want them to prove me wrong. Yep. Just play better. Yeah. Like, it's just stop crying. I'd be crying. But then, but then, like, so doing. So I was on a show yesterday and we talked about this. Sheldon Keefe was known as like a pesky player in his day. He was known as like an asshole in the league, like a like a shit disturber. You watched him in the Amazon All or Nothing documentary and you saw how rough around the edges he is. I have a very, very, very hard time believing that Sheldon Keefe willingly chose to walk those comments back. And there was a lot of speculation because Mitch stupidly commented on it as well. So everyone immediately, like, they gave the perception, again, like I said, I don't think this happened. They gave the perception that Matthews and Marner took Keefe to task for making his comments about elite players. And it, I just don't think Sheldon Keefe would come out after saying that and walk it back. I think he was spoken to by someone above him and was like, you need to take that back because you're going to start a shitstorm in the media. And that's not what we need right now. When what should have happened is Keefe, the player, the elite players, Dubis, whoever, and someone for the love of God from the PR team should have got in a room and said, Sheldon said this. We all go out. We all have an aligned message. Yep, he said it. We talked about it. We're focused on the next game and just let it go. But no, we have to open our mouths and we inadvert we tried to stop a media shitstorm, but then we created an even worse media shitstorm. Rob, Kyle Dubas needs to be fired. Oh, he said I'm right sorry. that this year's a waste of a year, in my opinion. It's a waste of a year. I don't know who I don't know who you can hire who's gonna be better. I don't know if what will be better, but this conversation we're having right now is a joke. It's a, it's a joke and it's embarrassing. We're we're are, we're talking about some 
like I don't even know what to call the situation. It's it's embarrassing though. Your your head coach it just gets his balls ripped. Uh, like he's just he's, you might as well just go cut his balls off. Like how did how is he gonna have any success doing that? Like it's over, man. Like it's just like if this is it's like what? It's that's embarrassing, it, man. It's, it's it's really embarrassing, and I feel bad for Sheldon Keefe because I, I you're right. I don't think he. He loved doing that. No. And it's just like, you know, like what 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 organization are we running here? Like, yeah, they're a good team. Like, I'm not saying it's it's a joke or anything. They've been a good team. They've had success. They choke every year, but it's just I don't know, man. Like, this is this is a this is an embarrassing conversation to be having. And I, I would be embarrassed if I was a leader on this hockey team. Yeah. It's um if I was John Tavares, I'd be embarrassed to to be a part of this. You can't deal with your coach calling you out. Like, welcome apparently, to pro sports, uh, yeah, buddy. Appar- well, again, like, and again, like, it's just... You're, he's right. You haven't played that well. Like, suck it up. But they've caught... And they've, the general manager is like, oh, we don't want Mitch to get mad, so let's go sit... Like, but that's, that's but that's crap, but that's when you see people talking about it's garbage. When you see people saying things like the inmates are running the asylum, that's what crap. that's what they mean. Is it's like they're so beholden. I think that they're petrified of the of the um, possibility that Austin Matthews could leave in a couple of years, and they don't want to do anything that's going to rock the boat and make him upset. That's what I think. That's a horrible attitude it to is, have. Yes. It's you're beholden, you're beholden, but he is Ryan, you and I say all the time that if he leaves, this podcast is over. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it, it sucks, but it's just I, I I'm to compromise the 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 respect of just your head cut. Like it's just it's it's not like it did. It made him look it, it made, made him look Keith, like a complete idiot. It made Keith look incredibly soft. Like, why would you do that? What why would you do that? I, I what's the answer for that? Because Mitch got upset. I feel like Austin Matthews could look at a coach and be like, all right, buddy, like whatever, I'll go and score my 60 and you can, you can, and I'll make my big money and whatever. It's just like this whole, like Marner's kind of giving me the ick a little bit. But we don't, we don't have any proof that he actually said that. Like we don't have any proof that Mitch actually took them to task. Like I said, this is a PR blunder all the way around. They, the way Marner. That's the way they're making it look. Yes. So it's like, what am I supposed to assume as a fan? Like yeah, am I am I gonna accuse someone for something I don't know? Like I guess I kind of am doing that, but it's just like that's what it looks like. Yes, that's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like. Yes. It doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good at all. Optics are brutal. Yes, the optics of the situation are brutal. So, but we, Rob, 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 what? Mitch has been in the middle of the ice a lot this year though, so it's all good. Yeah, he's it's all good, baby. Yeah, he's basically uh, he's basically gonna win the heart. He's basically leading the league in points. Yeah. So we got. The West Coast road trip continues. They got San Jose Thursday night, another 10.30 start. <laughs> All those are killer. You got the the Kings on Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada, and they got... So these are three not-so-good teams on paper. I don't think it matters at this point yeah. for this hockey team. I don't care if they're playing the worst team in the league or the best team in the league. I, their biggest enemies is the themselves. sweater on the front of their chest. Yeah. So this is this is a good opportunity. I thought I he was my be- beauty of the week last week. I thought again last night Samsonov did everything he could. Yeah, the goaltending hasn't been a conversation at all, which has been was was my dream heading into the season. Yeah, it's he's been nice. he I thought he did everything he could to give them give him a chance to win. Just wait, and till he, just, just wait till he leaves practice with a hammy though. Oh, and the, well 
Yeah. God. You know? And then we got a whole other conversation out here. Well, we haven't talked nearly love. Like, all we did last year was talk about goaltending. We've barely talked about it so far this year because it's, it's the been best. the least of their problems. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Keep that coming. Like, I'm down with the that. Def- we talked about the bottom six depth um, as as well and the the defense, like, just the whole. bottom six is boring, man. What happened to Justin Hole? Just, what, what happened to that guy? Like, what happened to him? He's, I don't think he was ever that good. He, but he wasn't this bad. Yeah. He's not He's not an NHL defenseman. He's just kind of in the crosshairs of what, like, there's always a Maple Leaf defenseman that's in the crosshairs, and, and he's in it right now. Well, and Pierre Engvall is in the crosshairs of the forwards for that clip I showed you just now on online. It's just... Well, it's just that their they're bottom six is just boring. There's just nobody exciting. Like, I kind of admit, like, I know... He signed a kind of a stupid contract, and I wouldn't have signed it either. But like, I kind of miss Ilya Mikheyev, man. Like the guy, at least the guy had a little little shine on him, you know. Like this, that third line is just a bag of pucks. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's boring. Yeah, terrible. It just is. bring they bring nothing. They're small. They're soft. They don't score. Like it's just it's it's not fun to watch. At this point, I'd be willing to put. Pierre Engvall back up in the press box and give Denny the go to look on that third line. Over. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think I think it's open tryouts for anybody who can come in and have a half decent game or produce yeah. anything. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here. That's well. I'm sure we'll get a lot of hate for this episode. Oh, we're gonna get so much hate for this episode. But well, again, what, what level do you play at? But guys, huh? guys, can I just can I just like ask you like what? How can you watch this and feel good? Like, I understand not wanting to be doom and gloom. I get it. And we try not to be doom and gloom, but I th- there's just, how can you watch this and go, this team's primed for a deep cup run with the people they have in the bottom six and with the, with the note with Justin Hole, like if we're the, when their defense is fully healthy, I guess, but how can you, I just don't, I, I it's not clicking. It's not clicking. It doesn't look good. Yes, we're only seven games in, but I don't know how you can watch this and be like, oh, yeah, this team, when they put it together, this is this is a cup team. And now, like, you, and now they make their coach look like a complete idiot, too. Yes. Now the problems are going off the ice. Seven games in, and we got nice. a drama off the ice about what Sheldon Keefe is saying about the, the elite players, and it's just like, this is, this is like... <sighs> yeah, it's it's... I don't know, man. I'm kind of tired of apologizing to a certain part of this fan base. It's like, you come to this podcast, you think I'm an idiot. I really don't care. It's just, that's the way I see it. And I think I'm, I think I'm in the right area of being right. Asking for a team to show up for three whole periods and be a little harder to play against and learn from the lessons that you should have learned six years in a row is not too tall of an ask. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm it's, sorry. It's, it's not. Yeah, no, it's like, I, I, there's no, there's no more excuses, man. Like they're, yeah. they're just fresh out of excuses. Yeah. They're gone. It's time to, it's time to be big boys and win hockey games. All right. Play we're, better. All right. We're going to get out of here. Um, thanks everybody so much for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. There's probably a bunch of them. That's going to be like, I hate these two guys, but oh, well, <laughs> I if, love those guys. If they do like what they see, what yep. should they do? Ryan? Spread the word and tell your friends. We really appreciate it. Also, if you're listening to the audio version, leave a little five-star review, little thumbs up, little comment. Every little bit helps. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Hi, I'm Emily Roger. 
and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.